Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Well, welcome to Your Story with Melinda, and I have a very special podcast with a really incredible woman, Lauren Daigle. Some of you know her. Uh, You've sung her worship songs. You've cheered her on on American Idol and the GMA Dev Awards and K-Love Awards, and she is with me on the line today, and I'm so excited to chat with her. Lauren Daigle is a singer, a songwriter, and a storyteller. She won the New Artist of the Year at 2015 GMA Dev Awards. She also won Worship Song of the Year for her single How Can It Be at the K-Love Awards in 2015, and she was also nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Contemporary Christian music album in 2016. So she is busy, she is talented, and she loves Jesus, and that's my kind of girl. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. (laughs) I am so honored to be with you guys. Yeah, I love it. So here's the thing. We're going to start off with top six questions so people can get to know you, because I know that you've done lots of interviews, you've shared things, maybe not these things, so our listeners can know a little bit more about Miss Lauren Daigle. Are you ready? Oh, yes. This is riveting. Okay. (laughs) First question, Lauren, your favorite book. Oh, favorite book. Okay. I know this is like going way. Yeah, I don't mind. I like that. Uh, This is like elementary school, but this book still has a place in my heart. I think it's because it's the first book that made me cry. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Where the Red Fern Grows. (gasps) Have you ever seen Oh, my gosh, yes. And my producer just put up his hands and was like, yes. Oh, Oh, my gosh, that's such a good book. It's such a good book. Oh, see, now I'm getting teary. Yes, isn't mm-hmm. it? It takes you back. Yes. Like, no, oh my gosh. Whenever the end happens, but I'm not going to reveal. Yeah, the don't don't do a spoiler. Alert. I was going to say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's. I'm yeah. actually going to go and read that now. That's a great one. Okay. Yeah, it's such a quick read. Beautiful. Okay, number two, your favorite smell. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I have been on the citrus kick lately. Wow. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. I love like lemon, like zesty lemon. Yeah. Um, Like when you cut a lemon. Oh, oh I like that, that too. smell is so beautiful to me. I love, I love the lemons. Nice and fresh. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good smell. I had no idea what you're going to say. So that's a good one. Okay. Number three, <laughs> Lauren, your favorite thing to do on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, my absolute, like all time favorite thing is to host parties. Oh, you, I, yes. I I know it's right. Mm-hmm. I love like last night was um, my best friend's wedding shower mm-hmm. engagement party and I hosted it and I had no idea. Okay, so this is a little deeper insight, but when you, you know, when you're traveling and you're on the road, you you lose touch with some of the um daily like in and out things. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Am I going to be so wiped after coming off the road that I'm not going to be able to fulfill this or do I still have it in me? Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. So I was like, okay, thanks, Lord. But cooking, um, I love, I love, love, love to cook. I love preparing food. Awesome. I love watching the response of people yeah. who have who enjoy food. Then I, we would be perfect, like Lauren, because I don't cook, but I love enjoying food. 
of others. Oh, I would be the perfect you'd be person. My perfect one. I would be because I would yes. be like this. Oh, yum! This is awesome because that's what I do, yes. and that's why I get yes. invited over all the time I need to people's you in house. My life. Perfect. <laughs> it it is because on the bus, I'll cook for you. <laughs> done. Done. Okay. Number four, your favorite Bible verse. Ooh. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I was fifteen. I was walking through a season, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. but the Lord showed me this verse. It's Proverbs sixteen nine, mm-hmm. and it says, man may choose his path, but the Lord directs his steps. And that verse, it just took all the pressure off of me. Like, I don't have to know this next step. I don't know how, I don't have to know how to figure it all out. I don't have to know the end of the story. I don't have to know all these little details, but if I lean on God and trust him along the way, he's he's going to lay out every step that I'm supposed to walk on, on this path. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Took, took the pressure off. Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? Yay, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, question five. Lauren, if you could ask one question to Jesus today, what would it be? I would ask him, can you show, I, can, like, okay, so a lot of times we talk about these ethereal things like mm-hmm. love and grace and mercy and you know, there are things that are not tangible. Mm-hmm. So I would say, God, can you can you show me the depths of your love? Like, what does it actually, when you mm-hmm. said that I have unconditional love for you, can you show me what that meant to you? Because, like, even the amount that I'm experiencing on earth is so overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Yeah. So I can't imagine what his version of that looks like. <laughs> so I would say, can you just show me the depths of your love? That would it's actually be really cool. Already. Yeah, yeah. that would be really cool. And finally, again, now you can sing it or just say the line, but give me one line of your favorite worship song. Oh, my gosh. You can do a little song a or you can do like a line, whatever you want. Okay. Uh, um, favorite worship song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hard. There's so <laughs> many. Oh, I have like a flood coming up but i would say i'm no longer a slave to fear but i am a child of god that would be my favorite yes beautiful oh i love it i got chills so now that you can sing and you can cook oh we are best friends i've just marked you down while i cook sometimes (laughs) we're best friends i've just written it down in my little book (laughs) we are now best friends lauren and melinda forever i'm going to send you a little one of those half heart necklaces all right. Love that it. says like BFF. friend. I know. Yeah, BFF. Love it. So Lauren, beautiful. So worship music. I love the question that you were going to ask Jesus. I love the verse. So let's start or actually begin from the beginning, really, because, you know, in the beginning, I introduced you, you had all these awards, you're a singer songwriter, you travel everywhere. And for so many people, they're like, wow, she's she's like made it or she's on her way and look at her life. But it was tough when you were a teenager, 15 years old. Talk to us about that, because some people don't know the story of how you arrived, where you well, are today as a worship leader, as a storyteller, as an inspiration to a lot of people. What happened at 15 years old, and how did that shape you, motivate you, and inspire you to do what you're doing today? Yeah, so when I was 15, I was diagnosed with an illness called cytomegrovirus, hmm. and it, it was an autoimmune deficiency so I was placed on homebound for about two years. You know, it was a very it was a very interesting season because 
you have these expectations and these exciting things that take place whenever you're in high school, you know, oh, I can't wait to start driving or I can't wait to have like the freedom to go to my friend's house and I can't, you know, mm-hmm. all these these things just start to shift. You're starting to become your own and, you know, those kind of things. And all of that was kind of the rug was pulled out from under my feet. And I was a, a really, I was, as you can probably tell, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a social butterfly. I love people. I'm, I'm extroverted majority of the time. And this was a call to complete stillness. And that was super hard for me. I lost some friends in the process, you know. Mm-hmm. People don't necessarily come to just lay down on the sofa and watch TV for 15 hours straight, you know. Mm-hmm. So in that season of, of solitude and loneliness, you have these ebbs and flows of kind of depression that you go through, mm-hmm. and it's real. And yeah. you're like, all right, I'm kind of still right now. What does this mean? And I'm so thankful for you know, my, my parents, they just really encouraged me and, and championed me not to get overwhelmed by the present, but to ask God, okay, what's the purpose right now for the future? Mm-hmm. And and what I did was I started, like, researching people that were knocked out by illnesses or tragedies or different things, and I started looking for their solution in the process. I was like, what did people do that, that were completely taken out you know like Mm -hmm. I would sleep for about 14 hours a day and then I would only have enough energy to kind of walk to the sofa and then I would lay on the sofa all day long so whenever you're completely immobilized like what did these people do to overcome this and I went to a college preparatory school at the time and that was the school I had to leave but it was all kind of academic mm-hmm. it was like okay where are you going to go to college all right how are you going to study what what is your future going to look like are you going to be a doctor are you going to be an attorney what what is it you know all of these things and so i started to venture down the medical field path although my heart desired music so bad but i didn't think that that was possible because of the kind of school you know that i went to mm-hmm. and not that they were against it it just didn't it didn't fit didn't press, yeah i didn't yeah i yeah. didn't press into that area so in that season, when I when I was in solitude, the Lord started giving me visions and dreams about, you know, different tour buses and different stages and different uh, charts and songs and all these things. And I was like, okay, am I just getting cabin fever? Am I going crazy? <laughs> like, what is going on? But what I realized is those were the places of hope that He was yeah. giving me. Like, the way God speaks is not always this oh, he came down in the cloud and I saw him face to face and he told me, it's in like the simple things that sometimes we just completely overlook Mm -hmm. that we don't even realize. Like, oh, I had a crazy dream last night. Or honestly, for me, it wasn't even dreaming like sleep dreaming. I would just be awake doing what I was doing and all of a sudden I would have this thought about me being on a tour bus. But in the midst of that thought, my heart would explode. And you I was know, like, what is this? Yeah, Lauren, see, that's a good point because we think, a lot of us as like Jesus followers and Christians think that how God speaks is that way, like a Morgan Freeman voice saying, this is the yeah. Lord, and you know what I mean? And meanwhile, yeah, God is like, actually, my spirit is all around you, whispering, speaking, showing, giving you thoughts and dreams. Yeah. And when, you, when you're closely knit to him, it's like, it sounds like you, it's like you. And that's why when everybody asks me, well, I don't hear from God. 
I was like, well, here's the thing. You're not looking. You're not listening all around yeah. you because he's speaking and showing you all the time, right? Yeah. In this. So that's oh. awesome. That's good. Yeah, it was it was definitely a time where I had to learn the voice of God. And mm. I had to learn. Well, that was, you know, I accepted Christ when I was, I became a believer when I was a really young girl. But I feel like that was the season where I actually met him. For the mm. first, like, I really met him. I found out that he was my comforter when I was completely alone for all that, that time. I found out that he does hear any cry, any joy, any excitement, he was there to experience it with me. And he really became my best friend in that time. And he started showing me all of these places. And so I I knew in that moment, all right, God, I'm not off of this bed. I'm not able to get up, but you're showing me what's ahead already. Mm. And I'm going to trust that that's you. I feel like a crazy person. (laughs) I feel like what in the world, but I completely trust that that is you. It says the the word says all good things come from above, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that was just his imprint of a good thing in that season. So I, you know, a lot of times when adversity comes, we, we have a choice to make. We can either say, I'm going to be overcome by this. This is overwhelming. I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm bitter. Or we can say, all right, this is the adversity. I'm going to use this as my platform to leverage off of. Yeah, see, that's... I'm going to use this as a place to jump into the next season. That's beautiful, because, I mean, that's exactly it, Lauren, because so many people, when they're going through a hard time, especially when you're out for two years and you're depressed and you're lying on a couch, you could could be angry. And listen, there's there's anger, there's there's normal issues, and God can completely handle your anger. Let's let's not think that he can't handle us, right? Totally. But we can look at a situation and go, am I going to learn from it? Is there going to be a story out of this? God, what can come of this? And it's amazing because he gives you all that you need. You know, I've been through a lot of hard things and I would say people go, well, would you want, you know, would you, if you could change things, would you not want to go through that? And I'm like, actually, now that I'm out, out of it, I'm glad I went through it. I actually don't think I would change because I have a better sense of who I am in Jesus and Christ and, totally. and who he is, who he is with me yeah. and what he can do with me and for me, right? That bonds you even more to him in a really it's neat so way. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how this was, the exact same. I told, like, people ask all the time about this season, and I say I would never change it. I would never. Yeah, good. It, I wouldn't be where I am right now if that season didn't exist. So you get so you get through this season, and, you know, you're are you feeling healthier because then you start – like you come out of it. Um, mm-hmm. You said, you know, some of the things that you've said have been that there was your dad's influence. I've, I've heard that in some of your other interviews that your dad had a big influence for music. And is, is that what happened? Like through that, that's what happened. And that's how you got, you know, through to American yeah. Idol and then leading worship. How did that process go? So it was really funny. When I was a little girl, my parents weren't musical at all, but they had a deep appreciation for music. And we would always just being raised in south louisiana it's like innate you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be around music all the time so they didn't play any instruments or anything like or teach us hey this is how you play this chord we're gonna teach you this and they weren't in bands or anything like that Mm -hmm. they brought us to festivals all the time they brought us to they they encouraged us my mom and dad encouraged my family in music and one of the ways was my dad would play this game called the dollar game and if he it was when we were like little if we could guess he listened to 
classic rock. Mm -hmm. And if we could guess (laughs) who it was that was singing, he'd give us a dollar. Wow. (laughs) So, but what he probably didn't know and what I definitely didn't know at the time was it was training my ear to Mm. learn the different sounds, to learn the textures, to learn the rhythms and all these things. It was training my ear to pick up. So later on in life, um, another thing that we did together, just we just loved music and I was still <laughs> all the time, was we would watch American Idol. And um, it was kind of when American Idol was pretty new in those new seasons. and so like, it, like Kelly Clarkson new? Like yeah, the first I, Kelly Clarkson and then who else? The newer ones. I mean, those are the ones yeah. I watched in the beginning too. Yeah, Ruben Stutter. Yeah, Ruben Stutter, um, yeah. I, I can't remember... Was it Daughtry was. too? There was oh no, he didn't win yeah. though. Yeah, that that was yeah. those were the yeah, the so first that years. That was when uh, we were watching it, um, and well, Daughtry, I think that was definitely one of the years. And so he was like, I, I knew what would happen is we would sit down and watch it two hours, and then I would get up and go in my bathroom and just sit in the bathroom and sing at the top of my lungs <laughs> for like an hour, and I would work on songs and I would say, okay. I need to sing this like this. I need to sing this. Like, mm-hmm. even while while I was sick, it was just like, I know the place I'm going. I need, like, the Lord showed it to me, mm-hmm. not in, like, um, a boisterous way, but, like, okay, I, if this is real, I'm going to just pursue it and start working even before I see any evidence of this stuff. And so um, my dad, he was like, hey, are you do you think that you should try out for American Idol? I was like, oh, I don't know if I can sing. You know, I was was like, I have no idea. And my mom, she would hear me all the time. And so she went to um, the worship leader at church and said, hey, my daughter sings around the house all the time. I I don't know if y'all need anyone on the worship team, but um, could you just kind of speak into this for her? And so he, he, sat me down on the porch of our church and he said, Hey, I want you to sing this song. It was called Hosanna by uh, Brooke Fraser with Mm -hmm. Hillsong. And um, he said, sing this. And I was like, Oh, I can't sing that. That's that's hard. And he's like, no, do it. And so I was like, Oh gosh, I was so nervous. (laughs) I never sang in front of anyone before. Yeah. And so I sang and he was like, all right, you're going to lead that. And that just catapulted. So that was the start. My mom going to the worship leader, mm-hmm. yeah, and my dad talking to me about American Idol. Um, it it all kind of started forming. So I, my worship leader would train me um, for American Idol while we were leading work. Like no way, that's yeah, really so cool. I've never heard that before. My my worship leader was training me for American <laughs> Idol. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's really so, neat. So you make um, it, so you're training, you're leading worship, but you, you do American Idol. How many times did you, was it three times? Yeah. Three I times, out, right? Tried out three times? Tried out three times. Mm-hmm. The first, my first tryout, I made it um, all the way to the very end of Hollywood week. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I had no idea if I could sing or not. So, you know, I was like, okay, all my friends say that I'm good, but what do the, what does the top gun say? And they're like, uh. How does this work? What would an industry person say to me? And so I got there. I made it past the first round and the second round and the third round. I, and it just kept going. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, here I am like a year ago 
not even getting out of bed. And now I'm all the way in California and there's cameras all over the place and we're competing. I was, it was kind of like the pinch yourself. What yeah, is going pinch on? yourself this moment. Is crazy. Yeah. And so, um, but I got cut right before the live shows where they sit down with the judges and mm-hmm. find, it, find out if they made it to the top 24. And then the following year, I tried out again. And two things. One, I did not prepare the right way. <laughs> I was in college and just not, I was not taking life seriously. Yeah. And, um, which is okay. Sometimes that's just how it is. And then I didn't make it to, yeah, that was the year I didn't make it to Hollywood. So what's going, yeah, go ahead. And then the third year, so you didn't make it in the third year. Uh, and then the third year I made it to Hollywood and then into Las Vegas. So, we have a few more minutes left, but I'm just trying to think through this. So you're you're there, and you know you're up at the mic, and I've heard that you know you're there at American Idol, but it's just not fulfilling for you. You know, you're like this is wow, uh, it's not fulfilling, yeah. and you want to just go back and lead worship. In the last yeah. few minutes here, Lauren, um, as you step back, because American Idol is big in and of itself. If you were just like that's all I did, that's huge. And then you go on, you're winning awards at the GMA Dev Awards, the K-Love Awards, nominated for the Grammys. And now you're here today. As you look at your life now, and there's so much more that God's got going for you in the future, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of God in this journey so far? Oh, wow. I have I've found that God is a, he's a God of humor. And he's a mm-hmm. God of adventure. Mm-hmm. And he does not, he's not thwarted by our human nature. Because um, there's a lot of things in my life that I could look back on. Even after he redeemed me from that illness, mm-hmm. I, I made horrible decisions in, in some places. And I can look at those and say, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Or I can look at those and say, God, Thank you for being so sovereign over who I was. Even in my human response to things, in my human nature, you still saw me fit for what you had in store. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, you know, we can get caught up in in places of shame. We can get caught up in places of guilt. And that's exactly, you know, what the enemy would want us to get buried underneath. But God, he sees past all of that and he sees right into redemption mm-hmm. and if redemption is going to play out its story in our lives it's going to look like us completely being transformed by the the newness it the the word says that he takes the old and he makes it new mm-hmm. and i've seen his fingerprints all over um my life in the sense of places that i didn't even know were were being worked on by him mm-hmm. and now i i'm here and i look back and i'm like wow god that's what you were doing that's what you were weaving that was that was the story that was being played out and i had no idea your hand really is on all of of your children and your children doesn't just mean believers believers just recognize it you know mm, that's that we're good. children mm-hmm. the children are all that were created by god yeah all of us you know and so his hand is on every person's life um whether they recognize it 
and call themselves believers or not, you know? And so I, I would say he's, he's proven himself to definitely be humorous in the fact of he loves to have fun and he, he's not overcome by our human nature. Mm. And also adventurous in the fact that he, he takes the most simplest of things and he's like, all right, if you're willing, I'll take you to the places that you've you never thought you'd be able to go. Yeah, Lauren, that is amazing because here's the thing. Thank you for being obedient and adventurous on this journey with God because your your songs and your storytelling and your voice have inspired and encouraged so many of us all around the world. And imagine uh. that for your obedience, your inspiring and and bringing people into worship and knowing Jesus and his character and his love for them. What a privilege for you. So thank you. Thank you for your obedience. And thank you for your openness and your open handed and handedness and your authenticity. Like I love it. And so as a sister, you know, I think it's just affirming you and your gifting and, and cheering you on as you, you know, go each day with him wherever he takes you and imagine like in a few years hopefully sooner i we interview or i meet you we hang out and then it's more stories it's more opportunities that god's going to give you so i'm really excited for you and thanks so much for your 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 voice your words and your heart for god really thank you wow that means so much to me thank you for your encouragement i'm telling you i do i just feel like we're kindred spirits, girl, and I really <laughs> appreciate your encouragement. It it reaches to the depths. Yeah, awesome. Well, Thank you know what? You. I may be, there might be a knock on your door tomorrow, and I will be there for your good old cooking. <laughs> oh, come on, girl! Yes. Uh, you know what? Tomorrow we're going to be in the best city. We're going to be in New Orleans. Tomorrow. Oh my! That's my stomping ground. Oh, oh shoot! On. I honestly, I was so tempted. I'm like looking. I'm, I'm going on Google. Going okay. Trips, coming, flights. Coming the flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Lauren, thanks so much. <laughs> this this was sweet. I loved it. We will definitely, and then we'll do definitely like a, a James Corden, uh, you know, uh, carpool karaoke oh, sometime yes. together. Okay. Anytime, girl. Okay. Find me up. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.